This is Bloomberg Business Week with Carol Masser and Bloomberg Quick Takes Tim Stenovic from Bloomberg Radio. The food industry, restaurants, it's an industry that we know disproportionately has been impacted by the COVID-19 pandemic and economic shutdown. Uh, we've talked with a lot of chefs here at uh, Bloomberg Business Week from Danielle Ballou, Eric Repair, uh, you name it, Daniel Hume. So let's get into it with Dawn Davis. She is editor of the multimedia food journalism outlet. We're talking about Bon Appetit, and she joins us on the phone in New York City. Dawn, nice to have you here. How are you? Carol, hi. Nice to be here. Thanks for having me. You bet. Uh, And great to have you here. Um, Before we get to the big picture about what's going on in the food industry, I've got to ask you about coming into a company um, that was, like everyone, dealing with the pandemic, dealing with the shutdown. And then your company had another layer of stress internally over racism on several levels that led to your predecessor resigning. You had black editorial staff members resigning. So, Tell me about kind of what your world has been like since you, you took over the job. You were named in late summer. So tell me a little bit about what it's been like. Named in late summer. I came to Bon Appetit, actually started in November. So I've been here a little bit more than three months. And honestly, there was nowhere to go but up because they had hit a low as they kind of reckon with their kind of racial and cultural past. And we have a team that's committed to, you know, providing recipes and providing a service to the people who need us during the pandemic where we're all cooking more. I feel that the people who've stayed are really committed, and I hopefully am creating an environment where people feel free to, you know, talk openly about what's going on and just putting out a really good product. My first issue came out in March. Mm-hmm. I've got I'm it in my hands. about that. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like it reflects a diversity of perspective diversity of tastes. There's something for everyone in terms of accessibility, in terms of an advanced cook, beginning cook, and, and different tastes. So we are cohering as a team. Well, that is so interesting. I heard you say diversity several times in terms of how you are covering things in the magazine. Like, in terms of getting around racism within the co- corporate culture, whether it's yours, anywhere, whether it's in society, we really need to approach everything with diversity. I think diversity from different perspectives, you know, even age diversity, we we are Mm -hmm. better when we have different people from different generations and different perspectives giving feedback. And so I think the product is different. Also, I did a story about essential workers. It's called The Hands That Feed Us. And even having a, a trained chef, but who chooses to work at a cafeteria and at a church, you know, she's never been in a magazine like Bon Appetit. So that is a diversity of perspective. And obviously, we have ethnic and cultural diversity in our pages. We have a Filipinx chef from Seattle um, who ha- runs a wonderful restaurant called Mustang. So we're trying to shake it up, but always keep it fresh and always about the food at the same time. That's been the challenge. People want diversity, but they also want recipes that they can use to sustain feed their family, to comfort their family, um, and while we're Zooming and everything else that are kind of relatively accessible. Yeah, it's interesting. So I'm assuming your approach is going to continue this way of just thinking about, you know, when you think about the food space, the restaurant space, all of it, it is a diverse world, right? It's people who come from other countries and open up a restaurant, they bring their culture with them, their food with them. I mean, that's, that's what it's all about. That's what makes it so exciting. You know, I had the good fortune before I was a book editor for many Mm -hmm. years, 
and thought briefly about with friends what maybe we should open up a restaurant one day. It was just a fantasy. And someone said, you know, before you do that, you have to talk to this guy named Anthony Bourdain. And I had the good fortune of, of befriending him. And one of the things he loved was just how diverse and interesting the kitchens were. And I got to work with him every Friday for a couple of months. And it's true. People from all walks of life, all different kinds of, you know, uh, backgrounds, some lots of culinary experience, some none at all, different continents. It was it was beautiful. I loved it. Well, is there something about food in particular? I always think about that. I'm from a large family. We Dinner was a big deal for us. We sat around the table when we had company. We just pulled up another chair and it was just this wonderful experience. But I do think about how food can help us maybe cross some of those divides that are so systemic in our society. Absolutely. I think it's how we get to know each other. You know, it's how we extend friendship and, you know, it's how we flirt with each other. It's how we comfort each other. I mean, I think one of the hardest things about the whole pandemic is not, you know, when something goes wrong, not being able to walk over, uh, you know, a dish that you're so proud of and that you know will kind of provide some comfort. So absolutely. So, Food brings us together. Yeah, no, no doubt about it. So tell me about the restaurant industry. They have definitely come together, supported uh, frontline workers, done so much. It's been an industry, though, as I said at the top, disproportionately impacted because of the pandemic and the shutdown. What's the way back? What are you hearing from folks in the food and restaurant space? Well, they've all had to be incredibly innovative. I'm sure you've reported one in four jobs lost in the pandemic belong in the in the food and beverage space. They've, you know, created pantries where they sell olive oil or salt. They've extended their takeout and made it much more robust. And I don't know that we're ever going to go, you know, we're going to turn away from that. The outdoor dining, particularly in New York, where I live, has just been really kind of electric, everything from teepees and tents to uh, structures with lots of heat. But it's been hard for them, um, and I think that they're going to have to just remain creative. We're all hoping that the restaurant relief bill uh, will provide the relief that they need. Mm -hmm. And without that, it's going to be pretty bleak. I mean, it's been a little, I mean, I think many people would argue that, I mean, kind of shocking how much the restaurant industry was left behind. It's incredible. I mean, I know it makes New York, New York, restaurants, theater, museums, and the idea that they weren't, you know, given more relief is incredible. But hopefully this will give them some structure like the airline industry. So going forward in terms of emergencies, they have access to emergency Mm -hmm. funds. Hey, listen, I do one, and just one last question. Will there be a more cautious approach, do you think, to kind of restaurants reopening or new places coming online because of what happened in the past year? What are you hearing, just quickly? I think a lot of them are inv- investing in their outdoor services so that they, you know, we know what, 9,700 restaurants in New York City applied yeah. for and got outdoor permits. So, and I know Vestry, a great new restaurant that opened in the middle of the pandemic, they invested heavily, tens of thousands of dollars in a heater system so that they could provide seating outdoors and that you could be comfortable. I think making sure that they have, you know, their own delivery service so that they can not have to pay the middleman so much for the delivery um, charges will yeah. be helpful for them. Uh, and I think really Paring down a takeout menu and a meal kit service that some of them have done so that, you know, their customers can get their favorites uh, and kind of going to that hybrid model where they're 
hopefully going to come back full roar right. with the whole uh, in-dining experience, but also have a robust takeout. Yeah, they have just pivoted. It's just been amazing. Don Davis, thank you so much. Editor of Bon Appetit magazine joining us.